It's the Beyond the Berm podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Berm, our podcast about Disney and more. From burnsland.com, I'm Steve, and joining me from startedbyamouse.com is Matt. Hello, Matt. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Doing yo-yo tricks today? <laughs> <laughs> Just practice with my Spanish again. Me, okay. me, me. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically it's I, I, I. I, 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 I yes, yes. <laughs> first person so what's been going on in english por favor uh i don't know what has no, been going on i don't know <laughs> i didn't know we'd be having a pop quiz today oh, sorry i should have studied harder in school i know yeah right it's back to school time but i yes. didn't know that there'd be a pop quiz hard to get back in the swing of things yeah it, it it's interesting because uh you know we're we're back in, well, I guess it's going to be mid-August by the time we're back here in, in California. But I, I always remember going back to school after Labor Day. So mm -hmm. it's still summer typically in, in August, but must be weird in a sense for the, the theme parks. And I think we talked about a little bit on our last podcast, you know, that they are either offering discounts or trying to drum up business or, or whatever in August. And that just it seems so weird. Right. Different from how it used to be. Strange. You know, it was interesting that with some of the stuff that they had going on at, at Disneyland, they, they kind of had it premiering late in the summer. And I, I wonder if that was by design or whether mm -hmm. they just simply weren't ready to roll some of the stuff out, you know, more, more around Memorial Day weekend. Um, they just had Phantasmic come back. Right. And the Disneyland Railroad reopened from being down, and the Rivers of America are back open and stuff. And um, I know I was out there a few weeks ago, and and we went over when they first opened Pirates Lair back up. So we went over there and checked it out, and I, I could see you know guys working on all the rock work for the the new train trestle area. So right. the work was the work was not complete, but I just thought that it was interesting that they opened it. Uh, late July and, mm -hmm. and you know once upon a time I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it I mean after all Disneyland opened in mid-July right. exactly uh, with schools back I, I just thought that uh seemed kind of late in the season we right. had our we had our Guardians of the Galaxy and we had our Summer of Superheroes or whatever that promotion was but um yeah Fan Phantasmic is is back and the Railroad's back and I know the Mark Twain was up. I, I don't know if they had Columbia when I was out there the other okay. day. So, but yeah, it's back. I mean, they're still doing stuff. It's yeah. still su summer, even though it's not. Right. Even though school is starting back. Oh yeah. Isn't that when summer and fall and everything? We we don't go by the actual seasons. We just go no, by no. <laughs> by the school calendar. That's what what runs our lives, right? Yep. Oh, and we've talked about that with movies too. How the the big like. What used to be the big summer movie releases start in March now, so right, crazy. 
And there's hardly not an off season at the parks anymore. It's busy oh, all the time. So yeah, it is busy all the just, time. Just throw the calendar out the window. I am still amazed, you know, in Disneyland because it, it is. It feels at least it feels that way. I don't know what the actual business numbers are, but um, it seems busy all the time. And yet, you know, I was surprised that they ran the Southern California special again this year. Right. Um, and you know, they exclude like one week for spring break, but as you know, we're talking about schools going back. I mean, nobody has spring break one week. It's not right. one week of spring break. So a lot of times, I forget what the offer was this year. I think it was, it was three days for about the price of a one day park hopper or something. Okay. And it always gets so busy right at the end because mm -hmm. people still have those unused tickets. You know, it's <laughs> like you used to go to the parks with the ticket books and, oh, no, right. I still have all my A tickets. I got to use them <laughs> up on the way out type of thing, you know. Yeah. People people have an extra day or two on the Southern California special, and the parks are just packed with people trying to use them up before they expire. So, mm. yeah, no off-season at all. No. Don't they know that they're ruining my enjoyment of the park? I want That's it all right. to myself. Exactly. We we want those off season times. It may not be good for their business, but it's good for us. Uh, un unfortunately, with us being married to teachers and and having school age children, we are governed to go when yes. Everybody else is out as well. Right. Yeah, there was a couple of years, ninety six and ninety seven, I think. When when we went, when Laura got a fall break, and that was one of the first years that, that they got a fall break. So we went in October, and the first time we did, 96, was just almost on a whim. We, it was a couple of weeks out, and we said, let's just go to Florida for fall break. So we did, and it was relatively slow and, and not all that crowded. But then it, it's been building, and more and more schools get breaks in October now, and more and more people just take their kids out of school because— they want to beat the crowd, so there's October is not a slow time anymore. So, yeah, I wanted uh, to get back to Walt Disney World in a time other than summer for the most part. And we've mm -hmm. we've had a couple little trips, but you know, typically we can only go during the summer. So, right, the first time I went back there outside of summer was for the the Walt Disney Marathon. And geez, what year did I do that in? Two years ago, it's 2015, I think. So okay. it, you know, and it, and it was cold, and it mm -hmm. was, I mean, we had a cold spell, but it was like nice to go and not sweat all over myself all the time. Right. And then uh, I I get to go back for the Star Wars half marathon, which was in May, or actually it was in April because it was right around Chelsea's birthday. It was in April of mm -hmm. last year, and I'm like, this is so nice. I like not sweating all over myself. So right. Um, we we uh, went to the the races in January this year, and and you know I did dopey, and and Kathy did the five k, Chelsea did the five k and ten k. So we went back, and oh yeah, no, it's great, you know, it's so nice. And the beginning of the week, we were sweating all over ourselves. <laughs> it was little, you know, winter heat wave, right? Um, which quickly turned to uh, a freeze warning by the end of the week so it was it was an interesting experience but it was not that nice like oh you love it for the first time not going in summer it, it didn't work out that way for yeah. us uh, and so i'd that's... like to get back in spring and, and check it out i think that's that's the the time frame i'd like to check it out mm -hmm. i've i've been in april 
several different times, and it and it's cooler. It was not hot, but it was not cold like you sometimes get in December or January. Right. Uh, so it was it was pleasant, I guess. Um, and at that time, of course, just the last time I went in April was thirteen years ago, I guess. So it was not all that crowded in April. You could ride what you wanted over and over again, just about. Uh, but that was way back before um, a lot of the fast pass stuff really took off like it has now. They they had fast passes back then, but not quite to the extent that they have them now. And you didn't really need them at that time for some of the big rides. You could get one, but then you could get right back on it without waiting very long. So that at that time, that was still kind of the off-season. After Easter, toward the end of April, uh, was was a pretty good time to go. I don't know if it's like that now or not. I haven't haven't been in a while. Maybe one day when we're not married to teachers. Well, that sounds bad. When our <laughs> teachers are retired. When there you our, go. Yes, when our teachers aren't teaching anymore. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> we're still married to the same people. They're just not teaching. I dig myself out of that hole. <laughs> well, did you see the news that uh, Disney is pulling their movies from Netflix. I I did. Okay. Um, I, I I like the headline. They're pulling yes. their movies now. They're just yes. not renewing their yes. contracts. So yes, you have Netflix. You could still see everything that you've been seeing up to yes. now. So everything that was there last week is still there this week, and <laughs> and will continue to be there. So, but it uh, sounds so much better if they're yes. pulling their movies. Yes, better headlines. More clicks on the news story, I guess. But yes, they they aren't pulling things; they're just not renewing their contract after the end of next year. I guess it is. So the the other side of that, you know that that had a lot of people in an uproar. They're going to pull all the movies that I like to watch. So, and then the other side of that is that they're going to start their own, or they're planning apparently to start their own streaming service. They just Disney's own streaming channel thing. So whatever they're going to call it. And uh, to me, that was the bigger news than pulling their movies off of Netflix. Right. Um, so I, I was wondering what your opinion was about that more, more about the new streaming service than about the Netflix removal thing. Right. From the, you know, from the polling, the stuff from Netflix thing is I do, I don't have Netflix, but I've okay. considered getting it because I know that they had all the Disney mm-hmm. content. So, um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I would gravitate towards the Disney thing. I guess I, I'm curious to see how they run it because they right. used to have a Disney channel, right? Um, which was dedicated Disney stuff. And I mean, I guess it still sort of is, but it's not. You know, like it used to be where they mined their film library and showed mm-hmm. you all kinds of different things. So, right. Um, is this new service going to be strictly Disney or are they going to be doing, you know, they're going to go out and acquire other stuff? Like, you know, I mean, Freeform has mm-hmm. other stuff or whatever. So, I mean, is it, I don't know. I guess I'm curious to see what they're going to carry, um, how much it's going to be. Um, is this going to be an add-on to what I currently have, or am I going to be able to replace what I have with this? Mm-hmm. Um, smart business in a sense that they control their own destiny again. Because, you right. know, they 
they've had cable channels and they have their own network and stuff, but um, more and more content is king and they were less and less uh, able to distribute it in the way that they want to. So this gives them know about flexibility, but this gives them control mm-hmm. on how they get their stuff out. You know, and they'll still hit all the same traditional, um, you know, over-the-air stuff. But right. A lot of concerns with ESPN hitting the stock because people aren't watching. People are cord-cutting. That's that's the concern, mm-hmm. cord-cutting. Right. Um, so this gives Disney an opportunity to still serve their content to the people who no longer have traditional means of acquiring such content, I guess. Yes. And my, th- my thought on it is I think that's the way that everything is going to be going in the, in the not too distant future. I think there, there will be fewer and fewer cable companies and uh, satellite companies for those of us that, can't get cable and I, I think it's going to go more and more toward you there are all these individual streaming services and you pick what you want and probably pay less depending on what you pick but pay less than you would pay for what we're paying for direct tv right now for example you get just the disney channel and I, I would not be surprised if espn goes more that model too although it would be different, I would think. They would have more live offerings than just pick what you want to watch because that's the nature of sports. But I I think that more and more of the right now traditional networks and cable channels will be going toward that soon because more and more people are cord cutting and don't have these traditional systems anymore. So more and more people are getting their stuff over the Internet. So I I think in the long run it'll be a good move uh, for them to have their own business and have like like you were saying have their own control of all of it. Um but my concerns are the same as yours of of what they're going to show is it going to be are they going to just show reruns of of Hannah Montana and Dog with a Blog and all these Disney Channel shows or are they going to show the real Disney movies, like what used to be on the Disney Channel, or or have all of it, and even go back to the old fifties uh, and sixties television show episodes, and have those where you can pull those up and watch them. That'd be great. I love yeah. it. They did that, and and Ducktales, and you know, they've got thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of just TV stuff. Not to mention all the movies, and they could they could pack that full with with all kinds of content that would appeal to everyone, whether it's the the, the preteens, or whether it's the slightly older people like us that like the nostalgic kind of things, and uh, the the beauty of the streaming service is you you you're not aiming for one demographic. I think you're not trying just to get that eighteen to twenty five or eighteen to thirty five or whatever the main demographic is. Or if you're the Disney Channel, they're aiming for the eight to fifteen, sixteen, whatever age they're aiming for. And you don't have to just have that because kids can watch that. Mom can watch Pollyanna or whatever. I don't know. And dad can watch Indiana Jones, assuming they pull in the Lucasfilm movies onto that. And, you know, it's something for everyone. And so you have the ability to hit a whole wide audience with this one service and not have to worry about 
okay, we're going to schedule this movie to come on right here because that's when this group will be watching it at the right time. So I think strategically it's a good move if they do it the right way. Right. And I watch very little, so, you know, I I feel like our cable bill is pretty excessive for what we watch. Right. Um, But we don't get out from under it because uh, of what they do carry. We we like watching our our live sports. So college Mm -hmm. basketball comes up. Kathy wants to watch her her Kansas basketball, and they tend to be aired on ESPN. Right. Um, You know, we we watch our... our, uh, Angels games, uh, probably about 150 games a year on Fox Sports West. So we, we don't want to give that up. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we do watch some network stuff, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for example, on ABC. And um, Chelsea does watch the Disney Channel. So, I mean, we, we pick and choose, and it's sort of worth it to us to keep the cable package around. And, and I kept wanting to cut it. Mm-hmm. Kathy says, "No, don't touch it." Um, but we've even looked into. They've recently uh, in in our network in our area, um, they have uh, YouTube TV, and that was like thirty dollars, and it looked like it had just about everything that we cared about: ESPN, ABC, Disney Channel. And I was like, "Hey, maybe we cut what we got and and mm-hmm. go with that." So, um, if this somehow becomes some sort of a skinny bundle of sorts, then right. then great if we can pick and choose what we want i know through our cable company we've got an option to do kind of a a, i guess it would be kind of a premium channel of sorts it's a disney oh what was it called not disney movies anywhere but they have a a disney movies channel where you can pay i think it's ten dollars a month and they offer some of the older movies you know Mm -hmm. absent-minded professor and more current, but you know, you're limited to like 10 or 12 or 15 or whatever. And, and that's looked appealing in the past and I've never done that. So if this is going to be like a Netflix service with all this Disney content and right. yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'll, I'll watch all that. That's great. Mm-hmm. The, the only downside for people like us is we don't have unlimited internet. So you know, if you watch a couple of shows on Netflix, that uses up your, your internet allowance for the month, and then you're either stuck without internet or have to pay more, just like on your cell phone if you use all your data. Uh, Our internet out here in the sticks is kind of the same way, so um, that's one downside. And and I know that's a very small minority of people that are affected by that, and it's our fault for living where we live anyway. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you live there? Yes. That's that's the downside I see. I have considered, I've been very close in the last several months to dropping DirecTV. Just because so many times we, we look and look and look and go through the whole guide, and there's nothing on. I mean, there's right. either, either there's five movies on at one time that we'd like to watch, or there's nothing. And so I've, I was, I say, I'm, I'm going to get rid of it. And Laura says, okay, go ahead. And then I get an email last week. Because you've been a loyal DirecTV customer, we're giving you NFL Sunday ticket for free. All you have to do is claim it. It's like, oh, man. So now, <laughs> so, well, I might as well claim it. And then if we, if for some reason we cancel it, then we then we aren't out anything. But now we can watch any, any movie, any football game we want on Sunday if we're home on Sunday. So, you know, 
Yes, we'll hold on to it a little longer. And right. and that was always the thing too, like you were saying. The the main thing that we watch live is football, uh, whether it's college football or NFL. And so it's kind of hard to get rid of it during football season because then you're limited just to the network games you can watch on Sundays because then Monday night football is on ESPN, Thursday night football, NFL Network. So, And same with, with the majority of the college games. There's usually a few on the networks on Saturday, but there's way more on the cable channels. So we'll probably stick it out through football season. Then come January, we... Then stick it to the man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just what I said last year, too. And then we, <laughs> we made it this long, so... I'm sure they're thinking, yeah, we're not worried. But I don't know. It it would be nice to, to be able to just get a few things that I think we would really watch. And and uh, that would be a money saver, too. I think you could, you could increase your audience just by, I don't know what, what the uh, cable companies and DirecTV pay Disney per subscriber of the Disney Channel, what part of how much of their bill. But if they charge for this streaming service, if they charge something comparable to what Netflix charges, which is ten to twelve dollars a month, that's gotta be more than what they're getting from from the, the cable companies per subscriber. So Yeah, I, I don't know. Here and this is the interesting thing, and this is why, you know, it's it, we because I always say, hey, I I like an a la carte thing. Mm-hmm. I want to pick what I want right. or whatever. But I know that the model is, and I don't know what the prices are at this moment, but I know like ESPN gets like $5 a subscriber, which okay. is a massive amount. And that's anybody, whether they watch the sports or not. Right. So let's say, you know, even 50% of, you know, the subscribers would, would continue to watching it. Are they going to be willing to pay $10 a month? for ESPN and then mm-hmm. pay another $5 a month for Disney Channel which maybe they get for you know it, it right it all sounds great we all want our a la carte cuz i only want to pay for what i'm watching mm-hmm. but in a sense uh you know th- having a, a cable package like that it, we're subsidizing all these channels i mean there's a lot right. of minor channels that we wouldn't even think of watching that mm-hmm. you know only exist because they are bundled with you know Right, a, a, another larger, more and I don't want to say more entertaining um, <laughs> content. Yes. <laughs> so, from a standpoint of that, what disappears? You know, there will be a yeah. lot of programming that will disappear because there's no funding for it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and on the flip side, you know, you say, oh well, we'll save money, and and that's possible. Um, but I wonder what price point because I I have a feeling, um. By the time I add in the stuff that I want, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if it will come out to as almost as much as I'm paying right, right now for less stuff to watch, which I don't watch the other stuff anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But I will I will probably get less for equal or slightly less amount. And it's kinda I don't know, it's kind of a weird model too. Like yeah. am I am I willing to pay twenty five dollars a month for ESPN? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's where I see all my basketball games. Am right. I willing? I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on how much, you know, I, I get a discount on not having the stuff that I don't care about. So. Right. So 
So that was the the biggest news that's come up this last week, I guess, as far as Disney kind of things go. And they, uh, their stocks have dropped right. considerably since. I don't think it was just the news of of the court, the the you know own programming thing. Right. Um, but it, it's interesting to see how people react to news like that, and and I don't know. You know, for for me, what I've seen of Disney lately is a, a lot of nickel and diming and and i i'm nervous about that from a tv standpoint not that i you know not that i'll be that bummed but uh, a lot of news and it made the news i I always find this funny when it makes the news disney apparently is changing its parking price structure for parking at downtown disney out here okay um used to be that you got i never used it so again one of those things i never use so i don't know what it affects me um i think you get three hours for free at the downtown disney lot and that if you then bought something or or saw a movie at downtown disney that you could get an additional two hours for free so it was five hours for free um i i don't remember all the details but now it's pretty much no free parking anymore you can get a validation if you spend at least twenty dollars you can get validated for let's say like two hours or something and then the rates are really expensive. I mean, you're better off pick, parking and Mickey and friends and, and walking over at 20 bucks. Wow. Um, it just seems outrageous to me to go to yeah. downtown Disney. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a little mall. It just seems crazy to me <laughs> to have to pay. And I mean, I get it. I don't know. It was supposed to be a free type of thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they're doing that. Because they can, if they're doing that to sort of offset some of their operating costs from installing security all right. the way out there, or I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's kind of funny because it doesn't affect me, but mm-hmm. it actually made made all the local news that you know, <laughs> oh, parking rates increase, and but it is interesting that 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 went up. Right. Um, I got a notification that you know I have the second highest annual pass right now because they priced me out of the top tier with you know i used to be able to go to disneyland any day now i have two two weeks of blackout so i'm on that tier but now we get a notification that as long as we keep renewing at that level we'll be able to keep all of our benefits but if we don't we're going to lose our free photo pass benefits which were included in in our level Hmm. so we either go for the the upper price one or we could pay $75 as an annual pass holder for a year of photo pass. And that would give us this opportunity to also do the max pass, which they've just introduced, um, which is basically um, the, the Walt Disney world app to schedule fast pass tickets, which at Walt Disney world, it's free out here at Mm -hmm. Disneyland. They're charging $10 a day. For a similar thing, but it's actually worse. You know, as I talk about, you get less stuff for more. Right. Um, it's actually worse because you can't use it till the day of. Uh, you know, Walt Disney World. What is it? Thirty days for non-resort right. guests and sixty for. Resort, yeah. The max, the max pass, which is being advertised, kind of funny. It's more of a photo pass thing. Oh, you get photo pass for ten dollars a day, and by the way, you can also schedule your fast passes from it. 
uh, which I think is interesting marketing, but, but yeah, no, you know, yeah. more nickel and diming. So right. for the annual passes, again, if, if I change my, my pass, which I have in the past because I've gone to the premiere and then mm. back down and yeah, which was a mess in its own right. But, um, you know, no, I'm supposed to, you know, they offered at a certain level and now they're taking stuff away or they're, you know, used to be able to just do fast pass and now you have to pay $10 or, I don't know. Keep telling Kathy, and she agrees with me that you know the more Disneyland nickels and dimes me, the the more I'm going to save my pennies, and we're going to go back to Tokyo Disneyland. Right. And she's all for it. <laughs> yeah. We're um, we might give up our our frequent visits to Disneyland and go to Tokyo every couple of years. I don't know. It's and, one of those interesting things where are they doing that because they really need the money, or are they doing that? because they can make more money. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I, I went back and looked. They you know have the Halloween parties out here. Like they do at Walt Disney World. That one right. kind of more originated out there. But we used to have them out here. And they were a little more than trick-or-treating things. But I think the first one that we went to, I think we paid $15 to go to. Wow. And they were right in front of, right before Halloween, they were at California Adventure. Um, but I think we paid $15 a ticket. I just got, because I'd like to go again. We haven't been for several years. I was looking to go again. And the tickets are ridiculously crazy. I mean, I think it was like $130 to go. Wow. And it was like, I mean, just, it blew me away that it's, it's more... It's, I mean, there are certain dates that you can pay less, mm -hmm. um, mainly in September. Um, but it, it blows me away that you could buy a special event ticket that costs more than a one-day pass to the parks to begin with. Right. And you're only and there for a short time, too. You're there for a shorter time. Right. And the fact that if you do buy a one-day pass, they're actually closing your park early on you mm -hmm. to offer this special. And it's... Right. And again, you know, you, I, I get the idea of supply and demand. So, I mean, are they doing this because the demand is so great that the supply is so limited that they might as well make the money? And they should, I mean, from a business standpoint. Right. Or is it just that they keep increasing things and people just, I don't want to say blindly go along, but I mean, they are pricing me out and and it's it just seems crazy. Mm -hmm. And I and I know I know from the the bottom of my heart that when Star Wars Land opens, <laughs> price for our annual passes, which I think I don't know, I think we're paying close to eight hundred dollars for now. We're going to shoot up to a thousand. I know right. that they will. Yeah. And again, I might be priced out. I I would much prefer to go to Tokyo every couple of years. Find some cheap airfare. Hey, maybe we maybe we can go when it's not you know ninety degrees out. Yeah. Not sweat all over ourselves. <laughs> We'll go on our spring break or something. They do have a pretty serious winter there sometimes, so might yeah. get some snow if you time it yeah, just right. Yeah, we, we, we could do that too. But yeah. No, it's just, everything's just, I feel like, I feel like I'm the grumpy old man, <laughs> you know, the, the, the price of my toothpaste that I'm never going to change from is twice what it used to be. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's crazy just these little things that are happening and, mm -hmm. and you don't realize at the time, you know, you sort of stand back like, I mean, I knew that the, like the Halloween tickets, I knew that they were getting more and more 
expensive, which is why we haven't been for a few years. But right. man, when I looked back at our scrapbook and saw that first ticket, I was like, that is crazy. <laughs> You know, parking is twenty dollars a car, and that was, you know, yeah, not not that much once upon a time. And it's just, you know, bottles of water and soda keep mm-hmm. going up, and it's like, I don't know, I, I, and, and maybe part of it is I remember when Disneyland struggled to get people right. to the parks, and not that things were cheap then; they didn't make them much cheaper for us. But I remember. The company struggling once upon a time because they couldn't get people. And now, as you said, there's no off season. Mm-hmm. It's busy all the time. You know, and, and just, it's just, I mean, good for them, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm not willing to do it as much now that I'm getting older or if it has just gotten to that point of craziness or I, I don't know. I, I think for us, it's a, a combination of that. I think part of it is, getting older and plus the fact that we've done so much of it so many times before that we don't feel like we have to, and we're saving money by not doing it. Right. Um, We, this time on our trip last month, when it was just the two of us that we talked about some on the last podcast, we, we did even less Disney stuff than what we usually do. Uh, We, we did eat at the two restaurants at Disney Springs, but we usually go eat at, uh, Polynesian Village Resort, and sometimes Animal Kingdom Lodge, or one of the others that we happen to be at Grand Floridian sometimes, and and we didn't do that any time, and partly because we knew we could go get as much food for less or get more food for the same price uh, somewhere else. So, um, I shouldn't say this because I hope I don't have to eat it later, but I'm a little surprised that they don't charge to park in the in the Disney Springs parking garages at Walt Disney right. World. Um, and I'm I'm glad that they don't because uh, it's a nicer way to park than what they had before. But in a little way, they spend a lot of money on those garages. And right. and I'm surprised, especially with with what you're saying about the parking at Downtown Disney there in California. I wonder if they've, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they had all kinds of meetings to discuss. Okay, do we make people pay to park in the garage? They probably did surveys. Would you not park in the garage? Would you park in the garage and pay? Or would you just not go to Disney Springs? Or what would you do? And, of course, I would say, well, I'm not going to go if you have to park in the garage. Um, So uh, that's interesting. And I'm I'm sure they, they must be making plenty of money off of the Disney Springs things to be able to build those garages and not have people pay to park in them. Um, I guess it's a, it's a, you're weighing all your options there and the money you would lose by charging for the garage is more than, than what you would make by not charging for the garage. Right. And I'm sure that there are plenty of smart people that figure out where those price points are, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, I think what's hard for me is it's one of those things where it's hard when they used to give you something. And I don't mm-hmm. want to say give because we've always paid for it. But I, it's hard when something used to be included and now it either no longer is or it's an add-on or whatnot. That That's always hard to swallow for right. me. Um, I'm always not saying more willing to pay. But you know if, if they offer me a baseline of whatever and then I choose to pay extra 
to get more, then that's on me. But I feel like if I was offered a certain level of amenities, and then those amenities are no longer there, not even for the price point. I mean, they're just no longer there, type of thing. Mm-hmm. That that's hard for me. Yeah, because I feel like I'm being ripped off in some way, mm-hmm. and it, it and it's funny because that's how I feel, and yet. I know that the next generation coming along is just like, oh, this is how it's always been. We've just right. always been charged for this, or we've just never received this for our money. And it, it's it's funny. I mean, they they replace older clients with new clients, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess it's just hard for me because I just I'm of the belief that you know you you treat your existing customer base as well as you can because it's more expensive to acquire new customers, but Again, like you said, there's probably some price point where, hey, let's kick the old fogies out who are right. breathing our air but not they're, contributing to our pocketbook. They're, so. they're not spending as much as these young people with money anyway. Yes, so. yes. I, I felt that particularly when they went to the park hopper tickets where you had to pay extra. Because for for all those years from the time Epcot opened, you could buy this pass and you could use it at both the parks then when they were just two and you could go back and forth as much as you wanted to and then they added more parks and more parks and you could still get the ticket and go back and forth and all of a sudden it's like now we're introducing a park hopper ticket and okay. and that costs more than just the regular ticket you can you can okay. buy you can buy your ticket and go to one park each day and then you can pay extra for the park hopper option if you choose or you cannot and just go to one park each day. It's like, oh, man, that kind of hurts because we used to be able to go back and forth as much as we wanted to. And there you go. And yeah. I'm one of those generations that never experienced that. So to me, it's just, oh, hey, yeah. park hopper versus non-park hopper. Okay. So, uh. yeah. so no, I, <laughs> I refuse to pay the extra park hopper charge. Right. So I say, no, we're just, when we go with, with the Riedels or whoever, they say, okay, do we need to get park hopper tickets? I say, well, you can if you want to. I'm not getting a park hopper ticket. <laughs> the Burnses aren't getting one because, <laughs> and and really, to me, I've talked about this before. We we used to, especially when Jalen was young, and and even back before then, sometimes we would go back and go to the hotel and swim for a while, or or take a nap for a little bit, and then go back to the park again in the afternoon, late evening, late afternoon, early evening, and and now as prices keep going up, I'm kind of feel like I need to maximize my time in the park and right. not go back to the hotel for a while. And so it's kind of the same with, with going from one park to another park. That takes at least an hour to get, unless you're walking from, in a fast walker, walking from Hollywood Studios to the International Gateway at Epcot. You might could do it in a little less than an hour, but but it takes time to, to go from one to another. And um, so I was like, well... You know, and then they're wanting me to pay extra for that to take up my time. So I was like, well, in a way, I'm I'm fine with not doing the park hopper. Right. And, uh, I don't know if there's some benefit to them uh, for not doing park hopping. Um, somehow, logistically, I don't know. Um, I'm sure it's, I know it's a benefit to them if you pay for park hoppers because <laughs> then they're getting more money for basically nothing. Because, you know, Especially if you don't use them, which some right. people 
don't do. They, they pay mm-hmm. for the, the option and then they don't choose that option. So it's extra right. money in their pocket. Sort of like ESPN being on everybody's cable, <laughs> even if some people don't watch ESPN. Exactly. Yes. It's all related. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, when we went on our, our first cruise trip in 2003, we got the, the package where we had three nights at the parks and then four nights on the cruise. And so on those three nights of park nights, we had admission to the parks for those three days. And I think back then it was still park hopper admission. We could go back and forth. And we also got water park admission. So like, hey, let's not let this water park thing go to waste. So we, and, and, and in a way it was a little painful to do it, but we took a morning and went to Typhoon Lagoon and stayed there until... Um, Close to lunchtime, I guess, and then went to Epcot or somewhere after that because uh, we were trying to to maximize all our time. And then on the day that we were leaving on the cruise, we didn't have to be at the ship until, well, afternoon. So we got up that morning and went to another one of the parks, I forget which one, and spent a couple of hours, three hours there because we had paid for it. We had paid for admission for that whole day if we wanted to stay. Just got to get over to the ship before it leaves. So like, man, we're... We got to do all our options here and maximize our what we're spending. Get the most value for our money. So. Right. And I know not everybody does it that way. And it's it's interesting to me to see. And um, I know a lot of people that do this. You know, they'll get the I don't know what they call it anymore. It used to be the length of stay pass, where if you're staying five nights in the hotel or seven nights in the hotel in the Disney hotel. And you just get a pass that's good for the whole time that you're there. And so then you, the day you get there, if your hotel room's not ready, you go to a park for a while and come back. And you just go back and forth and here and there and don't stay all day. And and uh, it's like, man, I don't know. It's, it's a lot cheaper. It seemed cheaper the last time I looked at it, which was several years ago now, just to, to get the, the four or five nights in the hotel. And then to, I guess it was five nights. And then to get your four-day ticket and not have that where you could go to the park on the day you get there and the day you leave because that's adding a good bit more money. So, And you don't get the park hopper ticket, so you're saving that money too. So I don't know. There's, It used to be so simple. You'd stay in the hotel, you'd get your three-day ticket for $42. So that's what it was in, in 1983 when we first went. It was like $46 for adults and $42 for juniors, which I was a junior because I was 12, and then... 40 or $39 for my sister because she was a child still for three days. So now it's that's a third of a day or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and we could and we could park hop because we didn't know otherwise, I guess. You, you, you never realize how much you value something like that until they start making you pay for it. Hmm. Hate making this a, a complaint show, which yes. you seem to be doing. Yes. But I'm sorry. you know, you you no, it was fine. You were talking <laughs> about you you were talking about park hopping, mm-hmm. and you were talking about that you would rather just stay in the one park and maximize your time than to go to another park. Right. And and I think part of that too now in today's day and age is uh, somewhat the time that it requires to go through security now right. too. Mm-hmm. Um, out here in California, they have moved the, the security envelope farther away from the entrance to the theme parks, which is actually really nice from that standpoint. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to be able to go through downtown Disney and and or you take the tram and you get off and you go straight to the gates. It, it's actually nice because it was really becoming a bottleneck. Mm-hmm. But they've, they've moved these security gates with the metal detectors all the way out by the parking lots or at the end of downtown Disney by the hotels or ESPN zone or whatever. But it's just crazy. You come in, you may wait in a long line to park, and it's quite a hike from the Mickey and Friends parking structures, potentially from where you're parked as well. You may be waiting to get in through the security, then you get to wait for the tram, and then you get down there. And, you know, once upon a time, I mean, that was all like an hour. But now you get to the parks, and what Disneyland has done is they decided to get rid of um, hand stamps, as we're talking about Mm -hmm. different changes for the parks. Um, You used to need a hand stamp primarily if you just had a one-day ticket anymore. They had pretty much whittled it down to that. But unlike Walt Disney World, where they scan the biometrics, and I know that that takes some time to go ahead and do that, but um, they are now taking everybody's picture with their little phony camera doodaddy thing. Mm -hmm. So. They had already been doing that on multi-day tickets. And believe me, when we got stuck behind a group that had that, it was horrible. Because <laughs> you just, like, stand in there while they take these pictures. And they got to make sure it goes through. And mm-hmm. it was horrible. And now that they're doing it for one-day admissions, like, mm-hmm. every person that doesn't have their picture registered already is like, oh, you're killing me. Wow. And it just seems crazy to me, you know. I, and I don't know that there's a better way, but... You know, I always liked Walt Disney World. You know, you'd get there, you'd go to the parking lot, and you'd either hop on a monorail or you mm-hmm. hop on on the boat, and it was like this anticipation of getting to the parks, and that was kind of cool. Now it's like, you know, at least out here for Disneyland, it's like you get there and you spend an hour to an hour and a half before you even get in the parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not like a pleasant experience to get there. You haven't done something fun. It's like it's a battle to get in, and it's like. I mean, we're used to it a little bit, and, you know, I guess we're willing to do it so it doesn't bother us that bad, but that's not the way that I want to spend my day, and it's not, I know this is real world we're talking about, but it's Mm. not that magical type of thing. You're not, you're not setting the scene in such a great way if you have to wait here and wait there and wait somewhere else before you even get through, and it's Mm -hmm. just, it's been a bit crazy. I probably shouldn't say this either, <laughs> but I'm surprised that at Disney Springs, at Walt Disney World, you don't have to go through a bag check to go right. there. So that's, of course, they do have when you get off the bus or when you come out of the garage or wherever, there there are several security people standing there, and they're usually friendly. They'll say, hey, how are you doing? I'm on the, uh, well, not the monorail, the uh, escalators right down here to get down to the main shopping place but but they are there there's a security presence there but you don't have to get your bag inspected and go through a metal detector like like you do at the parks right um so i, I sometimes wonder how long that will last um i i feel bad for poor chelsea you know she's kind of the in-between age she's 11 now she's in the mm-hmm. in-between age it's like at what age is it like oh you're you're a child come on through because they typically have waved her through and she doesn't have to go through the metal detector and stuff. And, you know, at what point is it like, okay, now you look like a suspicious character. (laughs) We're doing a full body scan on you over here. And it's like, she always looks at me like, do I need to? I "I don't know. Just listen to to them. They will direct you which way to go. Yeah. She, you know, 
typically goes in. We, we try to go in as light as possible, but mm-hmm. uh, she we trade pins, so we've had pin lanyards, but the one that she currently has is kind of a an over-the-shoulder, and not really a pouch, but it, it, it somewhat looks like a purse, I guess, if mm-hmm. you don't know what it is. So she... When she wears that, she frequently gets up. Oh, what's in your purse? And, ah, the purse. <laughs> but you know, the poor kid. You know, you're talking yeah. about that. It's like she doesn't know when she's now suspected of mm-hmm. potentially dangerous uh, transgression. So, got to grow up to go to Disneyland now. Right. You know. And Jalen has reached the the stage in his life where he often gets mistaken for an adult i think now just because of his height and his size and all which he's not big but he's as tall as we are just about taller than we are now and has has more of the look of of a young man than a boy so uh he gets he gets some of that same scrutiny too um i think i think he handles it pretty well uh but you know he's got to take his time going through the metal detector and the bag check and whatever else just like the rest of us so It's the time that we are in. Yeah, and I understand that. But it, sometimes I think it's more theater than, than right. actual um, right. preventative stuff. So, yeah. I, And that's what I don't like. Right. And not that I like going through metal detectors, but I do feel like that's potentially catching more than mm-hmm. when they just did the cursory glance in the earbags. Right. And, but that said, it still amazes me what people bring. Holy cow, some of these, <laughs> you know, camping backpacks uh-huh. with, you know, 14 days worth of change of clothes and, right. you know, 20 course meal. <laughs> what are you going am- to do here? <laughs> <laughs> I am amazed at what some people bring through. And it's like, and I get mad at Disneyland because, you know, they're going to take everybody's picture. That's slowing me down. But mm-hmm. holy cow, you're, you know, you're the guest. And it's like the stuff that people bring through. And right. What do you mean you have to look into the bottom of my bag? It's like, <laughs> holy cow, what are you bringing? Well, I got my my serving set here with all my silverware and my plates and cups. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I don't want to say comical, but I, I'm astounded at what some people bring in. I right. Mean, it's, it's quite I, the thing. I think a lot of people uh, get strollers now not for their children, as much as for all their stuff, I've seen that. Sure. I've seen that more and more in the last few times that we've been to the parks. Is my my brother in law was that way. Yeah. He when we were going with my niece, my niece wasn't in the stroller. Mm. He had he had the stroller for all of his stuff, and you know I complained about other people. They were uh-huh. these backpack people with all <laughs> the stuff in it. But it was hard. There was one time uh, I was able to to get we it was a kind of a family reunion i think there was 14 of us and i was able to get us a ride on the lily bell mm-hmm. at the time you know real special thing i mean nobody it wasn't one of those things where you just walked on and yeah I, I think i used my poll that i was a carolwood pacific historical society member and i mm-hmm. think that that got us on but anyways i get this i get this for all 14 of us like i'm gonna let you guys do something you've never done before and i'm like oh he didn't want to go because it meant that he was going to have to leave his stroller somewhere <laughs> behind with this pile of stuff. Yeah. And it was like, it's like, not that he necessarily cared about historical significance right. and all that, but, but it was still like, wow, this is something that nobody gets to do. You know, there's this great opportunity. It's like, oh, I got to stay with this stroller. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. That's, that's your call, man. 
It's I know strollers are inanimate objects, but sometimes I feel sorry for some of those strollers and all the, <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff they're loaded down with. I mean, it's just amazing. All you know, all these bags, then all the souvenirs too. But even before they start buying souvenirs, they got all this stuff in there. Like, what do you need with all that stuff? When when Jalen was diaper age, and we would take a diaper bag. It wasn't anything like that. I mean, we just right. had the the bare necessities that we needed in there for diaper changes for the day, and and that was it. And I I think Kath and I cheered when Chelsea didn't need to have yes. a stroller anymore. You know. Yes, we and our, and our strollers got significantly smaller and smaller as we <laughs> went. You know, it was like the older she got, it was like we, you know we had the full size one where she could take the nap, and mm-hmm. and we get down to the umbrella stroller and stuff. But yeah, oh, when we didn't have to have a stroller anymore, happy days, man. We we actually never used a stroller at Walt Disney World, so that and, is impressive. And and Jalen's first trip was when he was he wasn't even three years old yet, so uh, he was two, about to turn three. So you know, he was getting closer to the end of stroller age anyway, but but he got a good bit of carrying that year, right? Uh, but but still, it it was nice not to have that stroller to keep up with and with all the other strollers and make sure somebody didn't take your stroller. Or, and that was really nice when we didn't have to carry a diaper bag too. That was right. That's when we rejoiced, like yes, one less thing to carry through the park all day. The the only bad thing about us not having a stroller was, uh, I think we were at one of the Halloween parties. So uh, as we go back, this was some years ago, and we were actually staying at the Disneyland Hotel, mm-hmm. and we were trick or treating, and we were back um, in Critter Country area, and Chelsea had it. I think it was about eleven o'clock. I think the party went till midnight. I think it was about eleven o'clock. Chelsea had it, and we had no stroller. I had to carry Chelsea from Critter Country all the way to the front entrance, mm-hmm. all the way through downtown Disney, back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was a schlep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have used a stroller at that yes. point. That, w- that would have been all right. <laughs> we, we had a couple of nights like that with Jalen, uh, where he, he was gone by the end of it. There was one time where we sat down on a bench in Adventureland while he took a nap uh, close to the Tiki Room. So, you know, you do what you have to do, I guess. Well, it looks like that's about the end of our complaining, I mean, our show. Uh, Oh, (laughs) man. Why is it over already? We can complain about it at the end of the complaining. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Uh, thanks for listening in as as we aired our grievances here about the different Disney things that are going on right now. And maybe next time we'll try to have more of a positive show, maybe. (laughs) Don't don't, uh, hold your breath for that, uh, because we are grumpy old men after all. Uh, <laughs> so anyway thanks for joining us and catch up with us on our website and social media and all and we'll talk to you soon get off my lawn <laughs> 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 <laughs>